Guess who's back? Back Dude. again. Crayfish is back. The old and staples SPD. in the house, baby. <laughs> I love the, the shirt, Dukes. bro. The Dukes in the house, my the man. Dukes. The Dukes. That's the Dukes right, are baby. on fire. The Dukes. The Dukes. The Dukes, <laughs> the Dukes are, are on fire. Yeah, baby. Now, yeah, I had know. to rock the mock shirt tonight in honor of uh, a real, you know, I mean, a brave dude, man. You know I was really into what Mox was, was doing of late. Yeah, you um, were digging him, leaning into those heel vibes, um, and you know it's it's a testimony, man. We talked about it with Brian Cage. Yeah, the importance of you know really looking at mental health and yeah. uh, being in tune to what your friends are going through. You never, you can never judge a book by its cover. I mean, this is a guy for so many of us on the outside looking in. You know, a guy who's living his dream, a guy who literally bled. Um, sacrificed everything um, to get to this point in his life. Yeah. Um, really on top of the world. Uh, he's, you know, I was telling my wife before the show, I mean, this is a guy who was, looked like he could have won this world title tournament. I mean, he sure. looked, he was clearly a favorite um, and was destroying people left and right in the tournament. We, we you know, That's an understatement. Fresh, fresh off of interviewing 10, we got to see him just get bloodied and left beaten in the ring. Yeah. Uh, Moxie was on fire, man, and yeah. um, had a book that just came out, which, I mean, everything that I've heard has been phenomenal about that. want to check that out. For sure. Um, but for that all to be on the surface, uh, a new baby on the way, it's just a testimony, man. I mean, like, life is tough, and um, it is. You know, I think we need to be, if anything, I hope that we're all just we're gaining an appreciation for – you know, that struggle that's, you know, it's not always easy for people to, to get up and just face the day um, and just keep pushing forward. And I, I got a lot of respect for Moxley to kind of take a step back and realize, you know, with a, I mean, I, I look at it in my own life, man. I, I got a baby coming in January and it does, it really makes you stop and think about like, you know, what kind of example do I want to live and sure. what, what kind of, you know, what kind of example do I want to give to that child? And I think Moxley, you know, not, not to speak for the man, but right. um, you know, if he found himself in a position where he was coping with some of the stresses of life or um, just getting, try, you know, leaning on alcohol to help him get through some of those, those thoughts right. or those, those struggles that he was going through um, for him to realize he doesn't want that to be the, the standard for him and his family. Um I got to give him a lot of respect for that. I think that that was uh, one of the more touching moments of tonight's show. Uh, um, you know, CM sure. Punk's promo was, we'll get into that, um, you know, but CM Punk's promo, promo was very on point, very poignant, um, and I thought very mature how AEW uh, responded to that situation. So, No, you. I mean, you're saying what everyone is thinking and feeling for sure, and, you know, this is to me one of the situations where – social media is good because you know tony khan was able to address it without uh any kind of backlash but you saw the overwhelming support of a lot of our people that we like to follow in in the iwc and it seemed you know pretty unanimous of the support and in someone that you know typically isn't known to be um deep or, or, you know, emotional or, you know, kind of talking about the John Moxley, you know, the lunatic fringe at one point, the wild thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's living that life. And at the same time, like you wouldn't expect someone to 
it takes a brave person to admit something and then follow through with something as as strong as that. So clearly um, that's a heavy moment. And I loved how, you know, this all got brought to light by someone who's a straight edge and someone who has gone through their own struggles in his, in their own sense, CM Punk and CM Punk, you know, having the, the crowd chant uh, Moxley and not chant CM Punk. And, you know, he classy. Was, yeah, very, very classy for sure. And giving props to, uh, Moxley for doing that and and you know man to man addressing it and man to man um you know having his his back and you know they've you know haven't seen eye to eye at certain times but also looking straight into the camera and addressing the AW universe you know if if anyone can can get through to people essentially you know CM Punk's passion and delivery is is one to do that and so um loved his promo um, it was important to have that and we wish the best for Mox and when he comes back, uh, you know, not to, you know, to shift kind of a little lighter, but when he comes yeah. back, you no, know he's not going to be leaning into any heel. The fans are just going to be eating him up. I almost had him. You almost had him to team. I almost him. had him on my and squad. I completely agree oh, with you. Like God. it would have been a lot of fun at full gear to have him essentially lean into that heel versus, uh, Brian Danielson. And all that, but now, whatever, however long it takes, you know, Mox to figure out his his top priorities, his family and his life and his well being. When he comes back, we're just gonna have that rejuvenated baby face Mox, and, and the crowd is gonna be so over for him, and that that'll be great, you know, because he he works so well both ways. Um, you know, Mox's best friend right now, Eddie Kingston, um, you know, got in the face of CM Punk last week during a promo and CM Punk called it, called him out as well. So, um, you know, the crowd was chanting for full gear. Uh, when this match happens, I mean, we're getting a face to face with these two guys on Friday, uh, rampage, but when this happens, man, this is going to be a, quite a battle. And we, and I've talked about it and, and we see it in, in Brian Danielson matches and we've seen it in CM Punk matches since debut, totally different blend of matches, different styles. And this is another one of those, you know, Eddie Kingston just put on an absolute physical banger with, uh, Brian Danielson and I counted 29 chops from from this day forward. I will do the due diligence and do the chop count of Eddie Kingston matches, and <laughs> maybe we can do it. Going? I'm gonna get the tally sheet going, yeah. and I did. And um, I'm gonna have you know an over under pull every day, every one of his matches that we get on Dynamite or moving forward. But because that guy, man, my hand hurts thinking about those chops. My chest hurts thinking about Brian Danielson's chest. But oh. um, I'm excited for that match. Um, you know, it was a good, it's a, it's a, if it happens, you know, they're going face to face, but you know, reading between the lines, this match is going to be pretty physical. And, um, I don't know how, how well CM Punk's going to hold up to that, that level of physicality that, that the brawler Eddie Kingston is, is going to deliver. So especially with that extra, you know, he's got that little extra fire in his belly right now after all that one of his best friends is going through. Um, Eddie, Kingston, brother, you know, right. Eddie Kingston, just such a vocal advocate for mental health and uh, yep. the, str- the struggles of depression and what like really one of the things we've grown to love about Eddie and his presentation, um, you know, through AEW is just how authentic the guy is, how raw right. and real he is and how he really does feel like someone who is fueled by feelings, um, a real human being who is you know, kind of very raw and very in touch with his passions and his fire inside. Um, And, you know, that's one of the things that's made Eddie, even in those moments when he's been the one who took the beatings for when he and Mox were in a team together, Uh uh, Kingston would be the one who would often, you know, get get his butt kicked and then tag, make the hot tag to Mox. Um, You know, that's one of the things we've always loved about Kingston is just that heart that he has. So, um, CM Punk's going to be going against a guy who is all heart yeah. and who, unfortunately for Punk, has the ability to take out some of those feelings in the ring. Very passionate dude who is definitely going to put, you know, he's going to put Punk through the ringer. Um, this is going to be going against a veteran yep. who is not going to back down. He's not going to be impressed that he's in the ring with a guy like CM Punk. It's just, it's right. going to be, um, it's going to be a war when those two go at each other, man. Um, and you know, it, this, it's wild how this is all kind of playing out. Um, sure. you know, uh, all, all, all the while, um, you know, you gotta think about Moxley being removed from that tournament. You know, it, it, 
all although the the AEW is such a complex company and, and really like we talked about maturely uh, addresses big topics, real things. The yep. loss of Brody Lee. This is another example of of just a company that knows how to navigate heartbreak um, and difficult times with class. Um, you know, all this is going on, and it could have completely derailed the world title tournament. And it and you know they showed an ability to navigate that. Um, and we started the show off with the world title, the with, yeah, the, with the world champion uh, title was not on the line. Um, but I mean. I, Probably for Kenny's benefit because Alan Angels was pushing him at times. It was shocking for me to see the best bout machine really tested uh, like he was. Um, sure. Really struggled to put away uh, five from uh, the Dark Order. And, you know, we are big advocates of the Dark Order here. But it was really shocking to me how long this match went given how, you know, what the pedigree that Kenny has. Sure. Um I was impressed, though, uh, with, again, I know a lot of accolades are going to go towards uh, five Allen Angels for, you know, going toe-to-toe with Kenny. And we've seen a lot of these types of instances in the past where you get to see, you know, kind of a guy who doesn't get that shot go against Kenny and shine. Um, but I was I was really impressed by Kenny in this match, man. Just Kenny's ability to be so creative. Um, he's always his, – his offense – you know, especially for being a main guy, right? Um, we've grown up in an era, you know, basically our whole lives where a lot of these top stars, um, once they get to that top spot, they they kind of dial back their offense, try to make their, their offense, their matches more safe so that they can stay on top for a longer period of time. They're not putting their body through that terror that can, you know, if they're always going at 110 miles an hour, one of the things I love about Kenny is that he's not like that. He's right. not going to have the five moves of doom um, <laughs> that we've seen before. This is a guy who, you know, again, almost every single time you see him, he finds a new way to be creative, to, to make his offense fit in the natural pacing and story of a match. He's not someone who is uh, point, ever going to be – he's never – you know, his stuff doesn't feel formulaic. He really does feel like an artist in the ring and – you know, he's able to adapt and to move and to be fluid with his partner in the ring. And it it, it really creates entertaining, compelling matchups. Um, I know I'm preaching to the choir when I when I sing Kenny's praises to you, though, right? Yeah, you're preaching it all the way from no Carolina. <laughs> uh, love that as well, man. Uh, so, yeah, you know, what I love about what AEW has consistently done and consistently will do is just like, Re the long-term storytelling you know i there's been so much that happens on aw television you forget about some of this stuff and i forgot about you know the match that they've had before and you know alan angel's debut and so you know on paper when you see this tweet and you're like wait why are these two teams going or why are these two guys going toe-to-toe tonight on dynamite lean up to full gear and then they tie it in and make it meaningful and like it's not just some random roll the dice you know opponent in a sense so um, it was nice to see Allen get that that spotlight and yeah. an opening match for sure. And it is so fun. Kenny is so good. And so I hope when he loses the title that we don't lose that lose Kenny Omega for any reason. I thought hope he can go straight into a feud with Budge or someone like that. So <laughs> someone who can really push him to the limits in the ring. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's a great oh, point. Actually, I mean, with the stuff first, got start with Brian with Danielson. Order. Yeah. Get that get that feud with Brian Danielson for a while and then ultimately slow play that uh elite breakup. And so you can go toe to toe. And so I uh I think that's for that would make for a nice long six, three to six month story with that kind of uh, feud for that. But the biggest part, I mean, you know, Kenny Omega was gonna put Alan Angels out with the chair, but we saw cowboy shit coming out right there, man. To Ooh. save the day, title in hand. Is this looking into the crystal ball? What we're gonna see in Ted Days, where uh, the Hangman is gonna be lifting that gold over his head for the first time, passing the torch. I mean, we all think so, and it would be quite the surprise if uh, you know Hangman did not leave full gear with gold. And so uh, the momentum is riding high. Timing is perfect. And it it makes perfect sense to shift Kenny into, uh, you know, to be that best bout machine in the ring. You know, it doesn't have to be about the gold. And that way, Hangman, you can have this red hot 
baby face, yeah. cowboy shit. You know how many t-shirts he's gonna sell? Uh, so it's gonna it's perfect timing. So all in for that one as well. Yeah, yeah I, I like where your where your head's at. I mean, I think that um, the writing's been on the wall for a long time. That it, you know, it just felt it felt right that you know, Hangman's story would end, or really this chapter of Hangman's story would end, and a new chapter would begin with him beating Kenny mm-hmm. for the title. I, I feel and, and it feels full gear is the perfect place for that to happen. Um, it just feels like everything is coming into into focus. Um, you know, the, the the elite that Kenny's normal, the the team that he can always count on to have his back. Yep. They're they're now getting a little distracted. They're getting themselves into into trouble. Where you know sure. we're seeing Adam Cole running his mouth in a way that very few can. Um, starting trouble. You know, we saw the Bucks getting beaten down um really brutally um getting, getting destroyed by your guy luchasaurus and christian um you know you, you see these things starting to happen on the on the side slowly all the the the, the typical you know cheat you know the advantages that kenny has in his back pocket are slowly mm-hmm. starting to be eliminated and slowly slowly starting to be fall by the wayside and it you know with the dark order um in hangman's corner the odds if anything don't seem to even i mean it's starting to really turn towards hangman here as far as him having the advantage here uh, finally, the elite kind of are put in, on a, in a spot where they're no longer able to play the numbers game. Um, and I think that that will, like you said, I think it'll lead to not only a great chapter for Hangman coming up as a champion, yep. but I think a new interesting chapter for Kenny because, yeah. you know, as champion, it, it does put him in a position where he is protected in some ways. Um, this would allow you to have other other feuds and other matches where the, maybe the finish isn't so obvious and you know you could have him going against guys who he could trade some wins and losses with um in order to help build them up um sure. and build up the feud so you know that creative freedom opens up a lot and we've seen that happen you know with other characters I'm wearing a shirt right now Moxley yeah you know he he went when he lost the championship he's kind of teetered in between like you know, being a top star and falling by the wayside. And that started to become part of his character arc. Um, It certainly would be interesting to see, I think, what happens. I've been saying this for a long time, especially when now that Adam Cole is is in the fold. Right. What will happen to Kenny when he loses the title? Um, What will, you know, where will his ego and mystique and, and how can, you know, with the elite, the Bucks no longer having the belts, yep. Kenny not having the belts, do they start looking at each other and start, you know, is there some of that infighting that would then happen? And, you know, we know that that would create some really compelling stuff. So I think that there's a lot there. Absolutely, man. I can't wait for the the destruction of the elite for sure. Um, your guys, FTR in a triple A title tag team title matchup with Samurai Del Sol and Aerostar. And this to me was kind of like, a junior Lucha Brothers, uh, what, what we're going to kind of see how well the chemistry of the two styles go toe-to-toe. I mean, this team of Samurai and Aerostar, I really, really enjoyed. You know, on the smaller side of guys, but mm-hmm. you can see how well they mesh with that ground and pound uh, heavy lifting of FTR. And it worked really well uh, for most of the match. And if we're going to get that and then some when we when you face-to-face with the Lucha Bros, which you saw come out later. You just got to tape. Got a little taste. We just want a taste of this match. Just a taste (laughs) of this match. Um, You know, your guys' FTR, what did you think of this team that we haven't seen on uh, AEW television before with Samurai and uh, Aerostar? Well, yeah. I mean, and from, you know, for those who aren't familiar, you know, Aerostar, seen them on, um, had the opportunity to see Aerostar in the past. I've talked to you about my love for Lucha Underground. Yeah. Um, And Samurai Del Sol, the returning uh, Kalisto. Uh, yep. from from so I mean you do have um some background on those guys but being able to see them in this forum and again you know I've talked a lot about you know the lack of handcuffs that AEW kind of presents these guys um 
in in ring. Um, it's great to see creative freedom where the performers get to really drive the narrative of a match rather than feeling like they're, you know, it, okay, guys, they're just going to go in here and be one-sided. It was a lot of fun to see mm-hmm. Dax and Cash tested a little bit and, like you said, get a little taste of – We all want a little taste. A little taste of what it would – what why, you know, this new gimmick that FDR is kind of leaning into of being the best luchadors in the world – well, having them be this, it's brilliant, right? I mean, having them be this old school, grind you into the dust, be the the dirty tactics, the <laughs> su- really southern, that old school, uh, you know, southern pro wrestling, um, where you know you kind of get those guys that aren't you know aren't the biggest, the strongest, most intimidating guys in the block, but will punch you in the face, right? And and, and they'll tell you to like it, um, you know, that kind of mentality. Being a base for all this high flying action, it, it really goes back to some of Dax's and Cash's roots. You know, right. no fists, no flips, just fists. You know, that's one of the the old school FTR mottos, baby. Like, mm-hmm. no flips, just fists, and 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 just kind of sticking true to their principles. It allows them to then shine even further. And this one of the reasons why I love FTR is that they've always, in it, especially in today's day and age of wrestling, and and. Again, I think that the athletes and the, the the performers of this modern era are some of the most athletically gifted performers that we could ever ask for. They make they make the unbelievable look routine. How many times you and I have talked about that with with Lucha Brothers? I mean, just making things look so simple and easy. And and I go back to my guy Pac, how fluid he can be. You know. All due respect to all the fluidity and the acrobatics and the the beauty and grace that some of these guys can perform yeah. these moves with. Um, but to be able to have FTR kind of being this counterculture movement, um, I love that. And and I think that they're really onto something right now with like this, you know, presenting them as the world's greatest luchadors almost a spit in the face to that luchadores uh, uh, tradition of those high fly, those mass high flyers, but also a nod to the tradition, um, you know, and the storytelling that has, that has really permeated the luchador, lucha libre wrestling. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's really allowing them, I think one of the selfless things about FDR, again, these guys, they want tag team wrestling to be great, SPD. They yeah. want tag team wrestling to get the showcase and spotlight it's, it deserves. So, you know, being happy to be a foundation or a platform for other talents to be able to work off of is one of the things I love about this group. And I think that this was a yeah. match that really represented that. I think that these are two luchadors who really got an opportunity to, to show off what they can do. And did they show out or what? I mean, I, I thought that this was yeah. one of the better matches of the evening. Yeah, overall in-ring work definitely was one of the top matches. It was high energy, fast pacing, uh, chemistry definitely between the teams. And, you know, leaning into that typical heel work, you know, cheat to win as well. And I loved how the, the nod to they got the Mexican flag on one knee, the American flag on another knee, you know, for that gear as well. Uh, so it was a... It was a hit for sure, and um, we're going to get a one heck of a, a tag team match up at full gear for sure. Uh, another our match. Two, I'm really our two favorite for. teams going head-to-head, SPD. You can't go That's wrong right. them. Team so, Babyface will prevail as always. Yeah, yeah, Lucha yeah. Brothers. Uh, speaking of favorite teams, Inner Circle, man. Still riding high on that. I will always be an Inner Circle guy for life. Um, and like I've said before, man, the – Tide is rising high on the inner circle. The wave is coming back uh, stronger than ever with how many, how many, how much the fans are behind them. Um, I was surprised a little bit that Jericho held back a little bit on Paige Van Zandt. And so, you know, Did he, he, the he, only fans yes. thing, the five no, on one, she set up <laughs> T balls for him. She did. And I could see him smirking. Cause he said something about, she said something about between her legs and all this stuff. And I was like waiting for Jericho just to just, Literally knock it out of the park. But, I mean, yes, of course, he he nailed it as his promos, as he always has been doing. Uh, you know, this is setting up the Minneapolis street fight, uh, picking the five fighters. And I had a feeling back in my mind, I'm like, I hope they pick 
Dan Lambert because that would be hilarious. <laughs> and you know that's just going to lead into more fighters coming out to try to take down Inner Circle. So I think we'll ultimately get Dan Lambert, sadly, get the pin over Jericho or something because all the extra fighters are coming out or Paige Van Zandt's going to come out. And um, that's awesome my prediction. Paige Van Zandt's going to interfere you know, give him a low blow, get him a, get him in a chokehold, and then Dan Lambert's going to get the last laugh. The fat face dipshit is going to get the last <laughs> laugh. Um, and he's like, my face isn't even that fat. Yeah. Uh, but it was so great that they picked Dan Lambert. Um, the guy's doing some oh. outstanding promo work. Uh, and it's going to be inter- interesting to see what, what he does in the, you know, in this street fight. Uh, I'm loving this pairing. You know, Jake Hager's rocking the same shirt that I had on the other day. Um, and then, you know, Santana and each guy kind of calling out their their opponent. And, you know, as you need in a multi-man match like we saw in the pinnacle and inner circle. But uh, Lambert is not only giving us some physical comedy, but also stuff on the mic, man. It is uh, quite the, the build up to this that I'm really, really, really enjoying you know, this was one of my favorite segments. Uh, I'm had, not you know, shocked. Um, no, <laughs> I'm not shocked. Quite a segment as well. But how do you predict this match going, man? Oh what, what man, do you think? I just love hearing you talk about this one because I I know I went on a little soliloquy uh, talking at length about FTR and how much I love those guys, and <laughs> I do. I look forward to talking uh, Inner Circle and um, America's Top Team with you. I, I mean. I always love talking inner circle with SPD. You're a total mark for, for Jericho. And, and it's great to see yeah, like man. that, just that the joy of just being able to talk about how funny he is for you. But right. I'll be honest, man. I, I like, I was, I, I've talked about it with bonds. Like I really love, I love the levity that this, this feud is bringing. I love the, the sense of the humor. I, I love, yeah. like, I love that, you know, this isn't just like, we want to kill each other like the pinnacle versus inner circle. Like this has some, this has a lot of humor in it, integrated into it. It's a lot of poking fun at yep. each other. Um, this is just feels like a fun feud and um, I'm enjoying every minute of it. Uh, as far as who, like how I'd play that out, I got to say America's top team. I mean, I know it's hilarious that Dan Lambert um, is going to be in this ring um, and he's going to be fighting in this match, but bro, he has some legit badasses behind him. Quite the um, arsenal. That's gonna be. I mean, like, I get it. Like Jericho, like you know, he's he he called out Lambert, and they're clearly gonna be at a disadvantage when when that fat face dipshits in the ring. Right. But but man, he's got some muscle behind him. So um, you know, I called it earlier on. I I, I want Paige Van Zant to be involved in this match somehow. I think that Jake yeah. Hager, Jake Hager's wife should be ringside. Um, and you know, Paige and, and Jake Hager's wife should kind of get into it at some point. Um, Jake Hager's, you know, like Jake Hager's clearly getting a spotlight in this feud with like his MMA background. Yeah. Dan Lambert talked a lot about that in his promo. Um, you know, trying, you know, them being so impressed with Jake's uh, Bellator record. Um, I, I like them leaning into that and, and giving Jake more props and more spotlight for that. Um, I, I would have America's top team go over somehow by, by yeah. cheating somehow um, or, or, you know, just not necessarily even getting too bad into cheating, but like really allowing those MMA badasses to do something behind the ref's back that really influences the match, you know, some striking, right. something like that. But I definitely would play into the theatrics. I think Paige is clearly becoming a star in this whole feud. Um, right. Her promo work is on point, uh, and I think that the you know the crowd is is starting to really appreciate her work. Mm-hmm. So I'd like her to be involved in some way, or shape, or form in the outcome of this match. I would have her cost Jericho the win. I think that it would be perfect That's, if she yeah. if she ended up being involved, costing Jericho, having Dan Lambert get the pin on Jericho yep. because of Paige. And oh. then only pouring more fuel onto the fire where Jericho's gonna hate her more and, and some of those promos could be brought up to the eleventh degree. That's how I would book it. Yeah, and then Lambert will claim that he's you know one of the yeah. few guys him Jer- and Scorpio he- have pinned Jericho and all that stuff. So uh you got it, it. as much as I don't want that, um, I think that, that would make for some compelling stuff moving forward as well. Uh moving forward, we add uh the First round matchup with Anna Jay and Jamie Hader 
Um, after a tough round to follow last week with Sheeta and Deeb, which could have clearly, which most of the IWC and uh, the you know, AEW fans, it could have been a finals match. Um, so that was, they set the bar pretty high. Uh, Anna Jay and Jamie Hayter, you know, obviously Anna's got some feud going with DMD. And so, to, you know, her best friend, Ty Conti, is, is going toe-to-toe with her at full gear. So we saw this in the first round. Um, and, you know, I love Jamie's physicality in the ring. Uh, I think she's very, you know, strong, a powerhouse in her own sense, you know. Um, and this one still fell to the wayside of the picture in picture. So we got a lot of the, the match in the picture in picture, which it's a title tournament. It's a, it's a tournament style match. They need to make some more adjustments on that. Um, you know, the, the biggest story for me, other than, you know, the cheating and the winning, which you expected out of, out of this, these heels was the surprise emergence of Thunder Rosa, you know, yeah, baby. I was, yeah, I was baby. Them to throw that card in granted you know it makes sense because they're facing each other in the next round but i didn't expect thunder rosa to make the appearance to kind of you know not necessarily come to the aid of anna but to go face to face with team brit and I so love that this is what i predicted with bonds was the looking at the bracket it made most sense for thunder rosa to win uh because she's going with you know going against jamie and then um, I forget who she, oh, then she'd go against Jade and she would take out Jade. And so her road to the top would be that much more compelling, um, compared to others and would make sense as well. And then she can, uh, face Sheeta in the finals or something like that. And well, so, I would book it. I mean, I would book it with your, I mean, the ultimate pathway for thunder, have thunder beat G- Brit's underling, have her yep. beat hater, have her then go. Brit. Then have her go toe to toe with Jade, who again, if you if you you know, we were there for the yeah. battle royal at All Out. Um, you know, you got to see the story of Jade, story of Jade, Thunder, and Nyla. That that those three are all mm-hmm. intertwined with each other. You know, I would book it where Thunder beats Jade, and then Thunder goes head to head with Nyla. Um, you know, obviously Nyla has the leg up on Sheeta right now with Sheeta having a pretty getting brutally attacked at, by the ma- uh, you know post match by um, Deeb. Um, yeah. Then you have Thunder literally going through the two giants of the division to basically the three powerhouses of the division: Hater, Jade. And Nyla to get to Brit to Brit. I mean, that's a hero's journey right there. That is, a, is. that's a hero's conquering journey. I mean, honestly, AEW can't really go wrong if they want to push Jade to the moon. Um, I mean, I get that. And you know, having Jade then beat Thunder and Jade then beat Nyla, that story works great too, because Jade and Nyla have that that trio all has a lot of history with each other. But for me, if I'm fantasy booking it, you know us here at Dynamite Download. We are firmly behind Thunder yeah. Rosa and Britt Baker um, as the sort of the apex, uh, the absolute peak of the women's wrestling in AEW. Um, it would be awesome for the, for these two women to then hold belts, Thunder and Britt, and at some point in time, you know, yep. them kind of come face to face with each other, each one having their own belt. And you know, Britt would talk a lot of trash about the TBS belt. They had to make a belt just for you, Thunder. You know, they had, to, you know, a, the, you know, being the secondary title to Britt's main championship. Right. You know, Thunder would take that, you know, as a spit in the face, and she would, t- you know, take offense to that. Would add a lot of fire to that. I'm with you. Um, just having Thunder Rosa involved in the periphery of Britt Baker immediately gets me going, dude. It just gets me all <laughs> geeked out, dude. It just gets me so oh, pumped yeah. because that's my favorite feud in pro wrestling um, over the last year and a half. I, I think that that's, to me, still has created some of the most memorable moments in AEW history. Um, and if I can, if if you give me Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, I'm giving you my money and full attention. That's That's all I have to say. Well, if you gave all your money, how could you buy your tickets to MJF and Darby Allen? Oh, are you going to up your chart? Are you going to up oh, your prices God. to the to the Darby Express? As the conductor, <laughs> you can give out some free tickets, but now you're going to have to get more money and charge these people. You know, oh, God. You're going to have to have people use their MJF coin 
to get all aboard the Darby Express. That's the, uh, that's worth that's worth less than a peso these days. That MJF coin is worth nothing. Uh, man, his, his yeah. promo was absolutely great as always, and you know I love leaning into that every time. Cut my music, cut my music. So uh, we're getting more mic time from him versus just walking to the ring. Um, excellent segment. You know, it was a slow build to what we were going to see. We saw Darby in the crowd earlier in the show. Um, MJF calling him a profit, being a proficient pro wrestler to a glorified stuntman. And, you know, oh I've said God. in there, about, it sounded you know, like I was listening to though. SPD on a tirade at points. My <laughs> God. But hey, there's some truth to that as well. But yeah. man, Darby was on fire. I loved how Sting came out with Darby's crew to kind of, you know, fight off and force MJF to a face to face. And did he knock MJF into another? dimension Bro. over that railing Bro. he was coming about a 60 yard dash man at full speed and i i didn't expect mjf to to absorb he that, ate it oof. he ate that bro Almost and a bag of chips bro i mean darby like literally i know you always like to tease me about darby being a crash test dummy darby launched his whole freaking body weight threw himself at mjf a million miles an hour it was like a freight train Coming your way, baby. I loved it. Choo-choo, baby. I loved it. <laughs> you know, I mean, Dar MJF was standing on the tracks, my friend, and the Darby Express was coming on through. That's I think he, 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 felt, he felt that one tonight, dude. I loved every minute of it. And, again, nothing makes me happier than seeing this these two pa paired up with each other because you truly have my least favorite sure. wrestler in the world, an absolute jerk, scumbag, meatball, drizzling shits mjf going toe-to-toe -to -toe with to me the unsung hero of of aew that really i mean mjf to his credit really did put darby over that you know okay. darby's spot is secure darby's not shaking in his boots when cm punk joins the company or adam cole or bobby fish or you can name a million different guys they can walk through the doors of aew they can sign a contract at no point in time is Darby Allen's spot threatened because there is nobody quite like him in pro wrestling right now. And, yeah. and MJF did give, give him, give, gave uh, Darby his credit for that all the while uh, saying that he's way better than him and more important than him and all those things. So in typical MJF fashion, an underhanded compliment um, Darby, the Darby express, I feel like is only fueled by that. Those kind of comments you could see, you know, all the t the trash talk, all the focus that the MJF's had on trying to break Darby Allen's spirit, right. uh, break him mentally. It felt like Darby was focused on breaking MJF. I can't wait to see these two in the ring together. Man, yeah, I, I'm more and more excited about this one for sure. They're doing such an excellent job of slow building it, stretching it out, giving us the ultimate payoff. And like I said before, and if Darby beats MJF at full gear – I will get my ticket and join the Darby Express. That I can't be, wait. That will be where I punch my ticket to the Darby Express. Come on, home, baby. <laughs> get on get on board, baby. The Darby Express, if he takes out MJF, dude, it we might have we might have passed through the train station. You might be running, you might be running with your ticket. Let me on, let me on. Doors closed. You've had you've had moments like that with the subway at NYC, I'm sure. Let me on, let me on. Doors yeah. are closed, baby. All aboard. The, the conductor is not slowing down for anybody at this point. You either get on or get out of the way. Um, really great stuff by both these guys. And, again, like you said, enjoyed seeing the Stinger, uh, you know, kind of influencing this, forcing this sure. to happen. And, again, Darby kind of saying this match at Full Gear is going to be a wrestling match. That really changed – I mean, to me – it adds another wrinkle into this, right? Because MJF takes so much pride on on being able to, you know, being this wrestling god, you know, being, you know, no one being able to to beat him clean in the ring because he's such a a, a prodigy of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, for Darby to 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 not go extreme and to not, you know, to beat MJF straight up in his own game would be fascinating. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, this is going to be – it's going to be tough to have a clean match. You know, there's going to be a lot of shenanigans, as we expect, out of any MJF match. And like I said, I hope this is where we kind of get the the 
heavy seeds planted where we get the turn of Wardlow, you know, maybe a Spears hitting him with a chair on accident or something like that. Um, I really hope for that, man, because it would it would give us more storyline for sure. Um, one of the more interesting stories that we all we are very invested in is, you know, the Cody Rhodes saga. Uh, I'm going so tired of Cody Rhodes yeah. getting booed, man. I'm so Versus- sick of it. Andrade El Idolo, which the commentator team said that this was the first time these two are going in the ring, first time toe-to-toe in the ring, which is actually, they did very well together, man. This was a a great chemistry in the ring, very well wrestled match. Uh, Andre El Idolo is, I'm a fan. I'm hooked. Roll that R. Roll that R. Andrade. Andrade El Idolo. Andrade. Yeah, you got that. You got I am it. a huge. I am be quick. I mean, I am a fan. Not quickly becoming. I am a fan of Andrade uh, after the matches that we've seen so far in AEW. Controversial last on. pick for Crayfish on Team Heel. Controversial pick. He is. Uh, he is one. Try to more tell you guys, physical guys I've seen. Not only does he deliver the the abuse, but he takes the abuse. When we saw that match with Pac, the, the the spots he would land on his back and and the high spots he would take, man, that guy overall, man, it is tough, man. And you know, I like the way this started with that brutal slap in the face, the disrespectful slap Andrade Ooh. did with Cody in the face. And like you said, man, the crowd is, is booing Cody like crazy, and it's they're still trying. And and I don't, I support. We are Team Cody. Period. Um, we support the the fact that AEW and they're trying to get Cody they back to babyface 100. There isn't there isn't much more you can do than have Andrade beat him and have FTR you know get do involved, the cheap, spots, cheap get shots, get involved and cheap shot after cheap shot. And then Arn Anderson, who is is so over, it is great. You have Arn Anderson that literally the crowd is just eating out of the palm of his having hand. Having Pac right now. make the saves for Cody, yeah. I mean, you and then really Lucha are... Brothers tonight. I mean, yeah, Lucha Brothers making the save for him. Malachi Black kind of cutting really an eerie, um, you know, honestly goosebump-worthy um, promo earlier in the night. I mean, they are, SPD, you said it when we were chatting before the show. They are really trying to, to do everything they can to put Cody in the, in the babyface light, man. They're trying to get this crowd to get behind him again. Um I mean, and it helps when you have incredible matches like this, right? And it helps when you have a, a, an opportunity where you have Cody get into a spotlight match, probably, you know, to me, probably the best wrestling match on the show. Um, okay. You got Cody and Andrade really presented as equals in this match, going toe-to-toe, um, pulling out all the stops, and then Cody – losing the, in a way that he did, you're putting yeah. over that new star. You're, I mean, again, how many times have we seen Cody put over talent? I mean, this is going to be another example of even putting Andrade over, um, you know, Andrade looking like a million bucks in this match with Cody. He did. I, I think this is, you know, a sign of more to come. I think that, you know, if we're starting to see, we take Malachi Black's promo literally, you're starting to see, you know, Malachi, Andrade, Andrade's relationship with MJF and the Pinnacle. You're starting to see this web of this almost this army of people that are that are there that are emerging from the shadows mm-hmm. as people who are trying to take Cody down. And it would be a really interesting thing to see MJF that brought back into that story based off of MJF's original heel turn in this company. Mm-hmm. Um it, it it's certainly he's already dabbling into the storyline there's a lot of places that they could go with this, but you're already starting to see Cody and the Death Triangle on one side versus you know Malachi, FTR, and Andrade on the other side. I, I think yeah. that's a really that could lead to a pretty sick uh, setup of, of stories. I mean, that could be a pretty phenomenal grouping of matches. Do you call it? Do you think that we're going to get a tag match at a full gear with the with these four guys? I mean, Where it's starting to look that way. Go? I mean, I like, I would, I mean, I love that idea. Malachi and Andrade versus Pac and Cody. I, I think that's a beautiful idea. I think that would be brilliant. Um, it would certainly work. Um, and 
I don't know. Maybe it's the heel in me, but I could even see Pac turning on Cody. I could even see. Wow. Um, it know, is the heel in you. You're always thinking heel. The bastard. Too. I could even see that. I, you know, and now that you 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 listen to on um, you know Malachi's promo, it would be interesting for Pac to make the save a couple times and then stab Cody in the back. It, I mean, that would certainly. Um, I, I think that would actually get a pop out of the full gear crowd if, if Pac did that. It would be interesting, though. You imagine that NXT team of Black, Pac, and Andrade? Whew, quite a diverse team that would really, in ring, there's not many people that can go toe-to-toe with in ring. True, with dude. That's so true, man. I hope we don't get that but down the line because I want to see the matches. That, that would be sick, know. dude. So, um very interesting. I don't. It's nice that it's nice that we we we're left guessing, right? And I think that we're we're all constantly intrigued. left guessing with yeah. these, this this Cody uh, feud in this Cody direction. Uh, I he said it, and he won't go. You know, he's not going to turn heel. So um, Lucha Bros coming out at the end obviously helped out a lot as well. You know, it's great to see them. I, I you know I hope we're seeing a a full one hundred percent healthy Lucha Bros that we get at full gear. Um, like I texted you guys, I didn't know if anyone else noticed, did it, Ray Phoenix look a little off to you at all? Um, I know he still had a, a chance to do a couple of his signature moves, but to me, it looked maybe he was like, he's limping a little bit or something, but I hope not. Cause I don't want those titles to change anytime soon. They're staying on team Babyface for the foreseeable future, man. Well, as we're, as we're switching into the main event, which was, you know, the topic, which you talked at the top of the show, um, you know, we were kind of trying to guess uh, who was going to take uh, Moxley's spot against OC. Uh, we were trying to throw different things out there. And, you know, nothing against OC, but OC versus Brian Danielson wasn't the match that I was looking for full gear. Um, and now we're getting Miro versus Brian Danielson at full gear, which is going to be another one of those where it's a diverse type of uh, matchup that we've seen Brian Danielson in AEW. And I was hoping – I was crossing my fingers that Miro was just going to dismantle Orange Cassidy, you know, break that mousetrap in two. And he pretty much did. Um, you know, it was a pretty dominant performance by Miro. Even a couple of those high spots for OC were pretty yeah. good. You know, I really enjoyed that table spot. Uh, and then OC getting up and giving the, the thumbs up to um, Matt Hardy in the crowd. Yep. So I thought that was a pretty comical and, and cool spot too. You know, a really big spot and almost getting that count out. So almost making it relatively convincing uh that he could have won that in that form but Miro man is he was you know shaking those off and and throwing OC around pretty aggressively and it was quite the mismatch in the ring overall um I I love we loved what Miro was doing with his TNT title run uh just 100 promos fire matches in the ring uh you know he was getting letting people get their spots you know it wasn't being selfish in the ring but then just literally putting them to sleep and just totally whooping them as well so um great replacement uh if you could say replacement great addition to the tournament and we're going to get a fantastic um main event or you know main event of the tournament oh for sure Euro and brian Danielson on this but um you know Danielson was on commentary and he came out to do that face to face. Miro shrugged it off, but uh, I, I want the rise of Miro, man. I want to, to keep that rise. He deserves it, man. This guy is top of his game, top of his career right now, more than ever. Oof. It, it definitely and it fits his story really well. You know, like you know, being the forsaken one, being you know, losing his TNT title. You know, rather than it, it breaking his spirit, he you know has an anger at God that this happened, and he's de- yeah. you know he's you know got this fire and this this commitment that it's his destiny to become a champion again. And you know, I I think for him coming in, I thought that Moxley was the favorite. Me personally, I knew that Brian Danielson. A lot of fans out there are seeing you know Brian Danielson's, especially his performances in the in this tournament. Uh, again, his performance against uh, Kingston was incredible. Um, but just chops. seeing how he how he you know went toe to toe with Kenny already, he's already been presented as one of the top guys in the company, right? So I think a lot of people looked at him as potentially the favorite. But I, I was looking at Moxley being that guy um, because I saw Moxley being an opportunity to be that heel um, right. to go against potentially uh, Hangman Page as the champ. Um, if if Hangman wins this at at 
full gear wins the title. Win. If he wins the world championship at, at full gear, Miro versus Hangman uh, for that first title defense to me it makes the most sense. I would I would have Miro wow. come in. This, I would have Miro come in this tournament, and I would have him wreck OC like he did, and I would have him put on a clinic of a match with Brian Danielson, and I would have him beat Brian Danielson. Wow, um, and maybe. That's with you know outside antics with the the elite Adam Cole maybe something it's you know you do a spinoff feud to Brian Danielson versus somebody in the elite, but even even without that, um, I think that Miro has the momentum has the ability to be a convincing win over Brian Danielson without taking the luster off of him. Um, Dan, sure. you know, Miro has been presented as one of the most dominant members of the AEW roster for this entire year. Um, you know, he, you know, especially since summer, um, he's been, you know, a guy who's really rounded into form as a guy who's, uh, not, not somebody to mess with. So I don't know. I think that his, his style in the ring would work really, really well with hangman. Um, I think two powerhouses, two physical guys, um, not to say Brian Danielson can't make a match work with anybody, but, um, I think that Miro, Miro also adds, you know, he can be he can be a first loss to he can lose to Hangman without losing credibility, and I think that that would only add more motivation to his character. You know, yeah. um, he could be angry at God that you know he was thrust into this position without you know without warning, and you know yada yada yada. If he comes up short, he could then recoil and his battle of like where he stands and his glory and his destiny to be a champion and all that stuff. It just becomes more complex and more compelling to me. Um, so I, I love, I love how they pivoted with this. They, they turned lemonade. They made lemonade out of lemons in a situation with Moxley. Um, you know, I was really loving where they were going with that, but I think that they quickly were able to pivot and this Miro is a very compelling storyline in this tournament now. He is. And um, the more talking through it, like, I think it would be cool. Either way, we're going to see like a double main event, you know, pretty soon when when Hangman wins the title and then his first challenger. It's either Brian Danielson or Miro. And that's an immediate, amazing first matchup, if that will be the first one. Uh, so it's a win win for us all. But, uh, you know, I said it before, I could totally see the elite costing. Brian Danielson, his his road to the belt, and then obviously they're gonna he's gonna lose the belt again. Uh, Kenny Omega is gonna lose the belt, so then that can give start breaking away that subside feud as well. So uh, it would make sense for Brian. I mean, he's got to take a loss eventually, and I don't think his time is now to get that title shot. Um, yes, he deserves it. He's worked yep. his way up. He's ranked number four. He's working his way up the ranks, yep. and he's putting on clinics in the ring, so he's earning it. But I think it'll be more fun for us as fans to watch him go toe to toe with through the elite more uh, currently versus you know chasing the gold Agreed. and Miro uh, with the physicality and stuff. Man, um, get, keep give, pushing him, giving him that spotlight, get him that title shot. Yes, and all in all, we'll have you know Hangman become victorious. But uh, it would be very compelling because you want to have give heat for Miro and you want to have the, the rise of stardom for hangman even more. So if you had Brian Danielson, who's stardom, they're like, you know, neck and neck. Who's as far as popular. Style. Yes. Yeah. And, and fans would appreciate that. And we would love that, but I think it makes more sense to um, get that story with Miro. And, and, you know, this overall promo and match, this is why he was your top performer of the night. Wow. Well, I'm pleased to see, uh, you You're surprised by mine? I'm surprised. I'm pleased to see it. Uh, my pick was Miro because of the, the like his dom him being able to throughout the night. Um, his promo work I thought was really fantastic early in the night. Yeah, um, one of the better promos of the night. And again, great promo work throughout this show. Um, really not a bad promo of the bunch tonight. Uh, when you think about it, uh, great promos across the board tonight. But Miro's promo stood out. Um, he's really, yeah. uh, this new, this character direction of the redeemer is really transformed him in AEW to being one of the, like 
one of the most must-see acts in the company. Just a lot of lot of fun watching him navigate this and feel like allow this character to, to sort of come to life. Um, and then for him to come into the tournament, big yeah. shoes to fill. Moxley has been an absolute warpath um, and has been really – I've been loving Mox's work of late. I think he's been absolutely just brutal in the ring. Um, mm-hmm. for, for Miro to come into that to that moment, to step into that spotlight, that opportunity, and just absolutely decimate Orange Cassidy the way he did, I know that you were probably grinning ear to ear seeing that. Um, and for him to advance into the world title tournament, to have an opportunity – to have to, to become the number one contender, I loved it. I thought he absolutely killed it tonight. Great night for for our our man, the Redeemer Miro. FTR, believe it or not, shocked. Uh, SPD, who did you think I was going to pick? I, I would S, FTR would not have been on the list just because I know that you I've been I've been trying to I've been trying to get you on board with them for a long time. You have, you know, I'm Team FTR. Now you now you're fully on Team FTR. Now that they're your top performer, they've been I, my top before. I know, I know. Um, it feels love like us, from Uncle Dax. You know what? You're right. We, you know, Dax has definitely won you over over the course of this year. I guess I just wasn't expecting that. I thought maybe I would have seen. Um, you, I, I know you probably love Jericho segment. I thought maybe I like that, that could have been a Jericho. It could have been a Jericho pick out of you tonight. Um, well, I'm a tag. So I know you're a tag team guy. I'm a tag team guy and I'm, I'm hoping for the resurgence of the tag team division and we're, we're slowly starting to get that. So, uh, the only tag, we haven't seen many tag team matches on uh, TV as of late. And so this one really clicked for me and, overall with the match and then the the shenanigans with the cody match true so they had more involvement of the show so I, I picked them for my top performers i really enjoyed uh watching what they what the character work that they're doing and the in-ring work that they're doing so definitely um they're my top performers for and they're sure. building they're building up a feud um with again you know the lucha brothers and and you know you, this is a feud that i know you and I are heavily invested in to, you know, my favorite tag team going against your favorite tag team. Um, and you go back for those of you, who, you know, go back and check out our discussion on that segment. Cause that, that definitely was one of the more entertaining moments of the night of veterans going toe to toe with each other. I thought I, I, I you know, you're not going to have to convince me uh-huh. FBR as top performers, top guys, they know what they're doing, man. These guys are, are phenomenal what they do. They are absolutely phenomenal. In the um, comments, make sure you tell us who were your top performers of the night. Make sure you get that, you know, interact with us on social. Make sure you're, you're commenting on those posts, sharing those posts. We appreciate the love and support from you guys. Uh, helps this show keep going. That's um, right. Grateful for the, for the fans out there who support with the likes, the shares of the content, um, you know, tagging us in posts. It's always great interacting with you guys. It's such a joy um we really appreciate the love and support from you guys um again touching on the stuff with moxley himself the mental health stuff just the positivity the love the support we try to show that to you guys um in in just the same as you do to us we really appreciate that um and we want the best for all of you out there thank you so much for taking your time you know staying up late with us post dynamite to, to to chat about our favorite show and our favorite the thing that keeps us going sometimes in those hump days, get us over the hump guys. So we look forward to talking to you again. SPD is going to be on Friday night. Uh, SPD is going to hold down the fort chatting with our boy bonds. That's right. Talking rampage. Um, what are you most excited about, you know, going into that show? SPD, you got anything that's on the, on the, like, on the horizon that you're looking forward to? I know you, you're a big, uh, big fan of, um, Johnny Hunky, see, man. I was gonna say the 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 meat man. The I was man I know. in the spotlight. I'm absolutely digging that man. Uh, and I was lo- love that promo about him. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, it is all about that. Budge. It's all about the boo. It's all about the as Scoot said, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's all about the boo. <laughs> I love it. But Adam Cole we'll there. versus John Silver. You're gonna be able to see uh, the women's tournament. You're gonna see a good a good matchup there. 
Um, yeah, there's got to they got to throw a tag match in. Maybe we will get that Leo Rush debut on there. So hopefully, there you well, go. But... Now that would be a great one. I, and and yeah. you know, the Dante Martin and Leo Rush on the, in the same team. Ooh, it's going to be I a lot of that. fun, man. I can't wait for that. So join us Friday night, Friday night, late night with Dynamite Download. Uh, thank you guys. Like Crayfish, he said it best. We appreciate the support, and uh, I want to give a shout-out to our, our good friend and Intermark, Sharonica Hope, all is well. We're thinking about her and, uh, you know, praying for you and hope for the best, and we will talk to you soon.